Welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. This is the place for inspiration and empowerment so that you can overcome shame, guilt, fear, loss, and grief. We are barely scripted, raw, real, and we even have a lot of fun. This is your place to get some tips so that you can begin to disrupt your trauma for good. Let's get started. Hello there, friends and fellow warriors. Welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Only today, you're not just standing with Valerie Silvera. I'm really happy and honored and excited to have a guest with me today. Her name is Sarah Earle, and she has a very interesting topic to discuss today. And what's funny about it is I started to ask her, give me some bullet points. What is this topic about? And I decided, nope, we're doing the most spontaneous, without question, still standing with Valerie Silvera episode so far to date, because I have no idea what she's going to talk about. But here's the thing. Everybody has a story and everybody's story matters. And each person provides such interesting perspective because no matter what we all learn and whatever universal truths we believe every path is so different and all the bits of wisdom come from different angles. So I absolutely love highlighting and showcasing other people's stories. And I'm not all about finding the most famous person I can put on my podcast. I want real people, those people that touch your heart, that inspire you, the people that you say, wow, I can do that too. I'm talking about average everyday people like me. And like Sarah, but when she's done, you're probably not going to think she's average. Uh, but so Sarah is one of the members of my Warriors and Hope. She's in my sisterhood inner circle. And there will be more to tell about how she's connected to me in the coming weeks and months. But um, Sarah has been in education for 25 years and in educational leadership for 12 when you hear her wisdom, you'll think that she's been in educational leadership, or should I say just wisdom and leadership in life, her entire life, which I don't think is probably too far from the truth. Um, I was asking her about her education, just, you know, as an FYI to tell you all, but you know what she told me? I've got more degrees <laughs> than I need, but she's working on another one, a doctorate, which she says is just for personal growth. And I just want to highlight that because so many people say they want to change. Very few people ever really do. So I am just so impressed that Sarah's on such a journey for personal growth. So it's no surprise that her topic is called quantum leap growth. So I'm not going to steal any more of Sarah's thunder because I want to hear more about this topic for sure, because I've got my notepad out, my friends, because I'm learning too. So welcome, Sarah. Hey there, how are you? Thank you for having me today. I'm real excited. Good, me too. Every time I talk to you, I mean, okay, here's what y'all need to know. Sarah is one of my students. You know, students are always teachers, right? The best students, Sarah, aren't they also? I mean, the best teachers are also students. Lifelong and, learners, um, yeah. I feel like I'm really a student of yours too. So uh, you said you wanted to talk about this quantum leap growth. And I think before you could even explain that title, you probably have a little bit of backstory, right? Yes. Yeah, so 
I um been kind of thinking about, you know, where as my story has evolved, you know, where do I jump in and how do I start talking about my story? And um, I, I, I hear a lot about recently about uh, quantum leap growth and, and, you know, not only in personal growth, but in, you know, money and different things and, and how people can um, change in a very um, compacted amount of time with the right amount of um, focus and energy. And um, for me, you know, I'm going to kind of start my story here with a, a time in my adult life that was only five years ago. And I could talk all, all day long about my childhood. I could talk about all the things that happened as I was growing up, but but those things are really insignificant when I start thinking about the growth that I've had over the last five years and where I'm at now <clears throat> compared to where I was just a short time ago. Um, and, you know, the definition of the quantum leap is a dramatic, it, it can be, you know, certainly um, a, a physical jump from one place to another in a very quick time, but it's also a dramatic uh, advance. And I feel like that my life is so dramatically advanced between five years ago and now that it is definitely no less than a quantum leap of growth for me. And so um, that is, you know, what I wanted to talk about today. Sarah, that is so exciting. I mean, this is such an exciting topic because I'm literally kind of picturing in my mind, I have this visual of your entire life, you know, however many years it has been, your entire life. And you're telling me that and you've had challenges in your childhood, in your early adult life, all the way through to today. Challenges I know that you are still dealing with today. Yet you're saying that all of these troubles we have, these traumas and everything, it's like I told Jamie one time, I said, Jamie, do you know what I learned? I learned that you could change your entire life in two years. And I think at the time she was maybe 28 or something and she's an addiction. And I remember thinking that was one of the most exciting things I'd ever heard. And I actually heard it from a pastor. And I was thinking to myself, that is super cool because what you think is it's going to take me 28 years to fix the last 28. What you're saying is that in a very short period of time, we can... I don't want to say fix, but we can overcome and maybe even propel ourselves to a whole new level in a much shorter period of time than it took to get where we, where we got. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And, and when we are in a state of crisis or when we are in that moment, when we are down, we are on the mat, we are searching for <clears throat> just enough encouragement to to want to stay alive and want to continue. Um, when we are in that state, our vision is not past the next day. And um, what happens is that, you know, um, and, you know, this is me reflecting back on the last five years. So when I was, so just a little backstory, uh, my son was in active addiction. I think he still is. I'm not 100% sure because I don't have as much, I'm not as much in touch with him as I would like to be. But um, I was literally on the internet searching for how do I get through this moment? I mean, I was crying, you know, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. I don't know what's coming up next. And um, a series of internet searches led me to you, Valerie, and to the um, still standing um, 
After All the Tears book and um, the collaboration with um, Dawn as far as the workbook, uh, one of the workbooks, and that those resources were like physical food to me. They allowed me to start to breathe and live again and start to live literally from hour to hour. So I was able to start living from hour to hour. And at that time, despite all my education, despite all of my world travels, um, I literally, and, and I had a, you know, I was in, I was in a principal. I mean, I literally was a school principal and I was, um, going to work every day, acting like my life was great. And in the meantime, in the background, I was dying. Um, and so what happened was I took one day, one hour at a time. I learned what I needed to know to get through the day, which at the time was make a decision to fight. And if you can't fight for yourself, um, <clears throat> you know, pick somebody to fight for those are that that was directly from you Valerie you know stand up for somebody else if that's what it takes make a decision that you're going to fight um and <clears throat> one of the things that I think has evolved over <clears throat> my time with you over the last five years from from that moment in your work to where your work is now is that you know, you've always talked about getting up, staying in the fight, getting off the mat, but I see a real change in also staying the course in every one of the nine act, uh, nine weapons. It's like there's, there's embedded in that is not just the weapon itself, but staying the course. Just because you have this weapon doesn't mean that you can just stop and, and you're done. You, you keep going to the next one, to the next one, and it's like a cycle. So, so think about, um, think about what I said. I was in a crisis. I was based little, probably on the floor crying. And I found this person who, whose child was also in addiction or had been in addiction. And even in a worse situation than me, um, she, this woman had lost her child. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, could it, could it even be possible that it's worse than what I'm going through? And that gave me enough nourishment to go to the next day. And, um, and I started, um, taking action, even if it was the smallest decision to go to the next day. And, um, and then, you know, going through those nine weapons, thinking about, you know, your attitude, your focus. And what happened is that over time, the amount of time between the crises lengthened. So I got through the first, you know, let's say month, I got through 30 days, one at a time. And then after the second month came, I realized, hey, you know, um, I've been able to be grateful. I've been able to, um, you know, believe change is possible. Um, you know, being on one of the weapons, I've, I have belief that I can get beyond the next day and um, started, you know, being very grateful and being very intentional about being grateful for where I'm at. And then, you know, I got through a couple months and I was able to, um, not only believe that right now could change, but I started looking at, okay, now I'm going to kind of, maybe I'll start forgiving some of the people and some of the things that have happened to get me where I'm at today. Um, and releasing some of, that's another weapon, right? Is just releasing some of that, that pent up frustration that I've had that's kind of held me back. And so if you can imagine a five-year period, first it was, I'm living by hours, then by days, then by weeks and a month and several months. And now I'm five years out and I, I literally cannot believe that I've known you for five years, Valerie. And I, 
I can't believe where my life is to where it was five years ago. And what, what's happened is I feel like I'm on this continuum. And um, one, of the thing, one of the things I think that's very important for anyone listening is that it's okay if you can't see beyond tomorrow yet, because you only need what you need to get through this part of what you can envision for your life. As you continue to grow and as you continue to learn skills, you know, in, in Valerie's Weapons of Hope, they're all available on this roadmap and you can use, you can access them all fairly quickly. You know, you don't have to wait nine weeks or whatever to, you know, you can see them and you can kind of imagine what they are. But over time, you you revisit them over and over and your knowledge and your ability to practice them and your skill in using them increases. And it's like a snowball. It just kind of um, becomes, they become a bigger influence on what you're doing and the choices that you're making. And so um, you go from surviving hours and then all of a sudden you realize two years have passed and I'm not crying every day. And gosh, I'm able to tell people about what's got, what's happened in my life. And someone says, oh, you know what? My son or my my child it has done this too, or I've lost my husband, or I've had financial ruin, or whatever it is, you realize that people um, can relate to that. And um, and I, so what happens is, so let's, let's just imagine I'm two years out. My vision now is way beyond that first day. Remember at the beginning, I said I couldn't envision getting past an hour, much less the next day. I couldn't get through the night. After a while, I start thinking, you know, I can do that. <clears throat> and my ability to envision myself, to vision cast my future started to change. And now being five years out, I feel like, and I know without a doubt in my, in my purpose that um, I'm not just, you know, living, trying to figure out how to live. And I'm not just thriving, I'm actually building a legacy. And so the legacy is not just an L word, it is something I'm actively doing every day is that I'm leaving a legacy that I don't know what looks like yet, but I can envision now because of my experiences and my skills and my practice and my the evidence that I've seen in my life, I now know that I'm going to grow even more and I'm able, I'm going to be able to influence more people. And so using the nine weapons, relying on my faith and just taking one small step at a time has allowed me to go from literally an hour by hour to now five years out. I'm starting to think about, you know, how I can really impact the lives of others and um, know that not only do I have, you know, an energy bank of my own, but, you know, the beginning I had no energy, I had negative energy. Now I have an energy bank of my own and I'm actually being able to pour out to other people and help them with their energy. So that's what I mean by quantum leap of growth from going, you know, five years is nothing in your life. Um, if you're my age and you're going from an hour survival to, you know, I'm ready to let people know that it is possible for them to make a total change in their life. Well, okay. So Sarah, so many things are going through my head and I was trying to take some notes, but I think there's going to be, have to be several more episodes to get into each of these. But I was just thinking to myself that one, for one, first, one of the many things you said that was so wise and hopeful for people is that, like you said, you can't even imagine. 
okay, so when I developed the weapons of hope, they weren't anything. They were just my need to, like you said, to go from surviving to maybe I could be happy for one hour. I, I've got to figure out how to do that. It was such a baby step. You know, now I talk about legacy. It's hard to even imagine, like you said, thinking about your legacy and giving back and being there for other people and being a leader and all that when you can't even figure out how to make it through an hour. So I think, first of all, what you're saying is it's okay if that's where you are, because that's all you need to do right now is figure out how to get through a minute, an hour, a day, and so on. I also thought about this, Sarah, in your journey, your quest to go from point A to B, was it a straight line? So... So no, it wasn't a straight line by any means. And even today, I um, experience just like everyone else. Um, I experience self-doubt on a pretty regular basis. But the difference is, is that, you know, you talk about, um, you know, in the weapon number two about attitude, the difference is I used to live in that, I would be, I'd live in that victim land. I'd live in that attitude of, you know, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I'm never going to be able to overcome this. This is ruin my life. I'm a terrible mom. You know, then I kind of slowly shifted over to, um, you know, like you talked about, you know, having a pity party and I'm just going to give myself a little bit of time. Um, and a while back during another discussion that we had about my journey with, um, I, when I say with your work, I just mean the experience of being able to use the resources that you've created um, to to put them into action in my life. And so I went from being on the roller coaster of hell, as you talk about, and I've talked about it as being kind of on waves, like the the ups and downs weren't quite so sharp. Now it's more like I'm really just kind of comfortably floating on a boat and the waves are almost peaceful because I mean, nobody's life's perfect. And I'm able to literally as, as a negative thought comes in my head, I'm literally able to almost capture that thought and just dismiss it within minutes. And I go on, I don't, it is, it is unreal how the thoughts that used to cripple me now almost fuel me to, you know, say, you know, I'm not going to think like that and I'm moving forward. And that goes from everything from, you know, thinking about, you know, mistakes I might've made as a parent to, um, you know, just um, what I look like sometimes, you know, like, if, you know, or how much rest I get, you know, no, I can't go to sleep. I've got all this stuff going. No, girl, you go to sleep. You go to get some rest because you got to have rest to, to, you know, to function better in life. So definitely not a straight line, but I would say always moving forward. Well, okay. So that is, that is, it brings up a couple of thoughts for me. First of all, the thoughts that used to cripple me, now you use them for fuel. Okay. That's a Sarah quote that needs to go somewhere. <laughs> that is really so important because here's what I'm thinking about. It's not like the thoughts don't still come. It's what you've decided to do with them when they come. Yeah. And I think what's important for people to understand too too many people, Sarah, are waiting for their life to get better and then they'll get better. So you went ahead and said, no, I have to get better or my life won't get better no matter what's going on around me. And so what I think is important is you're seeing those waves get smaller. And the, as you said, the, the turns aren't as sharp. 
However, did everything just turn peachy in your life in the middle of these five years? Or are you still having many of the same outside influence struggles as you did before? I think that's important for people to understand because you're not so much better, Sarah. You didn't get this quantum leap because everything got better. It's because of the work that you did and the decision you made. Right. So things, so, so things, um, so I, I, I will equate it a little bit to like um, a sudden death or in your family or, or even any death, really, you know, when someone dies, it's very difficult. It's, um, you know, and, and I, I haven't lost a child, so I'm not referring to a child, but even what, like when I lost, you know, a, a parent, like my dad when, when I was younger, but it, there's a lot of grief and, you know, it doesn't get, doesn't get better. It just changes and how you look at things change. And so, you know, I don't know whether my son's still in addiction. I don't even talk to him as much as I would like. He's in the same town that I'm in. Um, I have grandchildren I don't see, but man, I'm living my life. I'm, I'm not letting it control me anymore. And, you know, and how do I do that? Sometimes I even wonder, like you talk Valerie about how you live with a hole in your heart. And one of the things I say to myself all the time is I'm living with three holes in my hearts. Right. Yeah, sure. And, and, um, and, and that's okay because my son made choices. And one of the things, you know, that I, so I have this kind of continuum where one of the things on that continuum is I was living with no boundaries for my children. It seemed like I was so afraid to set any boundaries at that point because I, I was afraid he was going to kill himself or, you know, he was going to be in jail or something to now he's an adult and I don't want those things to happen to him, but I have a life to live and God put me here for a purpose and I'm going to serve my purpose. And hopefully that includes my children. And if not, then that's their decision. And that's a hard as a mother, that's a hard reality, but, you know, in, but, but he's an adult and I can't, you know, like you always said, if I could have changed him, I would have done it a long time ago. So on this continuum, you know, literally, you know, I have all these kind of opposite poles. So I've really gone from being very reactive to not only being proactive, you talk about, um, you know, the spiritual armor and being very grateful for things and, really overcoming our fears. So I feel like that's really a proactive state to now I'm really not only proactive, I'm really intentional about what I'm going to do in the long term. I, I can really picture myself in the future, like before I could barely picture an hour. Then I got to the point where, okay, I can, I, I know that in, you know, a month from now, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get through this. Now I know for a fact, and I can envision and I can picture myself five years out feeling very joyful and very fulfilled because I have been able to continue to share my story and help other people share theirs. And um, I'm not just, you know, living, I'm not even just living in the moment. I'm living my future. I'm able to see a future that I wasn't able to see like beyond the, the tip of my nose. Um, and so there's just there's just so many things packed in those nine weapons that can be recycled over and over and over again in your life that um you know I, I kind of feel like when I first started this journey I was I had all these um all these things going on like 
like imagine, you know, there's a saying, you know, a mile wide, all these things. And then I was barely touching the surface of them. And now I'm able to, you know, at, depending on what point I am and what I'm doing in my life, I'm able to pick one or two of those weapons and really go, go to like a, a mile deep and an inch or two wide. So I really focus, you know, I'm really able to focus on, um, you know, believing what's possible and, um, you know, you know, the oxygen mask. I mean, I, I literally, that's always been my favorite, you know, analogy that you use. Um, I kind of want to order one off of eBay <laughs> just to have my own real mask so I can show people like, this is what you do people. Um, yeah. You know, what's funny about that is the first, uh, live event we had back in, in 2017, I think it was in Seattle. And this gal came from Florida and she is a nurse. And I don't know how she commandeered, but she had an oxygen mask, you know, just the mask part you put over your face. And I used it in that kind of like you're saying, that demonstration, because that is a good, I like visualization. I like things that that people can envision. Um, and I don't think that as a mom, we think about the damage we're doing when we loan out our oxygen mask, because it's not just that we're without it. It's that we have basically told, or whoever it is, it doesn't have to be your kids. We've told that other person that without me and my oxygen, you can't do this. And that's a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, um, I just... I know that I know that challenges are going to still come and I'm, you know, I still have, I still have them. Um, I know they're going to come and I'm sure another, I'm sure I'll, you know, um, I just went through a cancer diagnosis and I literally, um, I mean, it, it just didn't, uh, um, I mean, I was very grateful for the outcome. And, and so right now I feel like I'm on, on a health journey. And I was also told that, you know, you're borderline diabetic and, I'm like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll be exercising five days a week from now. And thank you very much. And it was, there wasn't even a thought to that. Like before I would have been like, oh my gosh, I have this, I'm going to, what's going to happen. And now it's like, I have those skills that are a mile deep to pull from, to propel myself, like I said, to anything that I need to do. And, you know, I'm a smart person. It's not like, it's not like I didn't have this information before, but I wasn't putting it into practice enough to really, and that's and that's the difference, right? We we can learn about these skills all day long. You can hand out these weapons of hope all day long, but until somebody actually does something with them, they're going to stay potentially in that victim land, and that's where we get in this really terrible rut. Um, and I, you know, I'm so grateful that you you continue to share your resources because um i don't ever get tired of using them and i don't think they'll ever be outdated i think that's a really good point sarah because people often think oh well you know that might be repetitive well good i mean i don't know but if you're in the educational business do you think that a student could just learn something one time and boom good they're all good or do they need that repetition well what do we say practice makes Perfect. Yes. Not to mention life ebbs and flows too. So we can kind of get complacent sometimes, but all of this means absolutely nothing if somebody does not get started. And I think that's what you're saying. You were in a place though, where you were ready, you were receiving, you were searching. 
And I think that a person has to be willing to do the work because I don't think that I could, like you said earlier, drop these nine weapons or anybody's tools and resources, whatever. You can't just drop them in someone's lap and it's, you know, magic fairy dust and everything is, is wonderful. If you want to learn anything, I mean, they're not just handing you this doctorate degree, are they? Nope, not, <laughs> yeah. not at all. <laughs> right. So, I mean, if, if we think back on anything we have learned about anything, I don't care if it's how to cook, how to, you know, a job, a, a, a sport, whatever it is, it takes work and it's painful at first. We're not very good at it. But well, I, guess and I think too, at first, you're so afraid, right? You're, you're afraid of um, failing or you're afraid that you, somebody's going to get hurt or, you know, I can't tell you, I literally can't tell you how many times, how many boundaries I've set for my children after these last five years, you know, and I, and I could, I could, if I wanted beat myself up for not setting these boundaries younger in my children's lives. I mean, and so I'm sure that some people that listen to this will be like, well, you know, that's crazy. You know, we need to be consistent and set boundaries as parents. Well, we do, but sometimes we're human too. So I could beat myself up over that, but you know what? I can look back on my life. I have a lot of, you know, when I was a child, I didn't have a whole lot of boundaries all the time, but I, as an adult, made decisions even before all, you know, this mess and my, my actual, you know, having children and everything, I became a pretty productive adult. And so my children can do the same thing. And if they choose not to do so, then, you know, um, that's up to them and the world will continue to go around. And so I think, you know, just overcoming one or two small fears will, allow you to get to the next point where you're like you have a little just a little bit of confidence just enough to take the next breath and then you can move a little move a little more forward and um you know i i can't um emphasize enough that you don't have to have all the answers and that's really hard because because you even mentioned you know um in the weapon of hope number four that we're not going to have all the answers. We don't necessarily understand everything, but we have to let go of the fact that we don't have all the answers and, you know, maybe think about, you know, depending on where you are in, in your faith and what you're in thinking about, like forgiving someone, even though you don't maybe forget, but, but forgiving someone for something so that you don't have that pressure on you anymore. Um, but, you know, those things, those things don't happen overnight and and you shouldn't expect them to you sh you should know that you know and when i started this process i li literally the only place i could go where i felt like people truly understood what i was going with was your organization because i met moms who were dealing with the same thing i'm dealing with and um i heard stories from when I read your book, I literally remember just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I can't believe someone thought the same thing I thought. And she wrote about it. Like she actually wrote it in words and told the world. So, um, you know, I really credit, you know, I credit God and I credit your, your work and Jamie's legacy for um, really allowing me to be on the road to the best human I can possibly be. Wow. Well, that's such an honor. And I so appreciate it. 
and I am humbled by it and I receive your gift. But at the same time, as we said earlier, none of it means anything if we don't do something with it. You know, it's even like faith. I say all the time that you want peace. Well, you can't just pray for it. You've got to meet God somewhere on that road to peace, right? We've got to do something with it. So I credit you for doing that. And so five years ago, you are wondering how you're going to make it an hour. I remember that was me. I just want to be happy for an hour. I mean, really not, not that pretending thing like you were doing. I was doing the same thing. I was a great actress. I didn't even want to be happy. I just wanted to, I just wanted to stop crying. I just wanted to feel like I didn't want to go jump off a bridge somewhere, you know? Wow. Yeah. And then to be where you are today and um, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but you are also working on something now that will be your own message, your own way to help other people. And I don't want to you know, say anything you don't want me to talk about, but when I think about you being in that place, to for you know I don't want to say for yeah forget the doctorate degree you know but those aside that aside and everything else you're doing in your life the fact that you couldn't figure out how you could stop crying for an hour really truly didn't believe you could be happy again you didn't see a future for yourself to being where you are today I would definitely call that a quantum leap growth Thank you. I, I, that's what I call it too, because really and truly, um, you know, I'm very excited to see now I believe that there's so much ahead of me, um, where, you know, I, I, I you know, like you said, you can't, um, you can't, um, imagine now I have the ability to imagine what could, when I think about where I've been and where I am now, I truly believe that there's, so much more ahead for me that I would have never thought before because I have evidence and proof that I have gone through so much and gotten to a, to a certain extent now where I have, you know, and, and change happens. You, you talk very clearly, um, you know, I'm going back to those weapons, weapon number six about how your, your circles change, your, the people you're around, the experiences you have, how courageous you are, all that changes as you grow. And, um, and, and you know, I um, just had to make sure that as my, as I moved forward, I was surrounding myself with the right people. And, and now I'm, I'm, I'm went from, you know, now think once again, I'm not even thinking about my career and what I was doing as a profession. I'm just thinking about as a human being, I went from just trying to think about what I'm going to cook for dinner to now my thinking is expanded so much that I'm thinking about how I'm going to change the world. And so that to me is, um, it's just the biggest gift that I could have ever been given. Oh my gosh. I, I wish we were recording this on video. Then people could see me jumping up and down <laughs> because that is so exciting. And what I hope, I really, really hope that at least one person. I always say at least one person, but I know it's far beyond that. But if one person hears this today and comes away saying, I have hope, I'm that person that's down on the mat. I'm that person that can't even imagine, or maybe I got up off the mat. Okay. But that's all I thought I could ever do was just stand again. You know, this is you taking your trauma and using it as jet fuel. It is and and that's a choice, Sarah. That is an absolute choice. 
So those are the choices. We either wait for everything to get wonderful around us, and that might never happen, or we decide that not in spite of even, but because of our traumas, because of our challenges, because of what we've been through, we're going to take it and use it for good. And now you believe what I started telling you five years ago, your story matters and people need your story. And I, I'm going to guess that early on in, in your growth process, you were not thinking about people hearing your story. I have a feeling you were probably hiding a lot of your story from people. You know, Pretty early on, I was, you know, I like to talk, you know that, and pretty early on, I was pretty transparent with some people, um, but the difference is I was just telling them because I wanted them, the people that I was close to, I wanted people to kind of understand um, that, you know, I felt like I was alone and I didn't want people to feel like they had to be alone in, the, in this journey. So pretty early on, and I guess because of my background and because I you know, speak to large groups of people all the time, um, but I met so many people who I knew, who I had no idea whose children were in addiction or, or similar things because they never shared their story. And when I, when I had, a, I remember having a conversation with a colleague and she said, she told me what, you know, about her child. And I was like, I've known you for, seven years, I would have never known this because it was something that never came up. <clears throat> and, but the difference now with, you know, kind of sharing my stories in was it was more information. And now I share my story because um, it is inspiration. So I go from just giving people information about, yeah, I'm going through this too, or you can do it to now, you know, I'm not only inspiring other people, I, I continue to inspire myself because I, um, you know, my story is not just a series of events. It is evidence of a divine intervention to help me come into my purpose and step into my greatness in life. That is awesome. I think that's probably a great way for us to end this. And I can't wait until, well, we'll, we'll definitely talk before then, but I, I, I can't even imagine having this same conversation in five more years because if what you're saying is true, and I totally believe it, it won't be five years worth of growth. The next five will be like 25 years worth of growth. It'll be exponential. So that is super exciting. Um, anyway, Sarah, I'm so grateful that you were willing to come here and talk about this topic, which I think should inspire a lot of people with hope at whatever level they're at, wherever they are in their journey toward becoming a better person, or maybe if they haven't even thought it possible uh, and, and they don't even know half of what you've been through and what you still face today. So um, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your journey and allowing the nine weapons of hope and warriors and hope and just letting those tools and resources be part of your arsenal that you have used to go from where you were to where, I don't even want to say where you are today, to where you're going. Well, I really appreciate that. And, um, you know, you touched on something really important and that is that, you know, we, um, we can use, we can use what we have and we can make a decision to, you know, make it to, to make it a small change. And, um, and that can really, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to be perfect in that decision and, and having real people on, you know, I'm, 
just an everyday person, just like you said. And, you know, before I was kind of all in the muck of things and I still am all in the muck of things, but, you know, I want anybody that listens to this in the future to, to know that when people say that you can imagine a change in your life, it's so possible because I'm just such an average person that has changed so much that anybody can do it. Okay. Well, the only thing I disagree with the entire conversation is that you are an average person. I think you're extraordinary and it was always there. And the fact that you are stepping into your destiny is really cool because I just wonder how many people hit the pearly gates with God going, dang it, they missed it because they thought it was going to come, you know, with, with stars and, you know, wrapped in a neat little package and our purpose, at least from my perspective, doesn't usually come wrapped in a neat little package. It comes in that paper bag that's all ripped and torn and smelly, right? Yeah. So anyway, thanks again, Sarah. I hope you will come back and we can talk about plenty of other topics and um, more more ways to give people hope. Thank you, Valerie. Okay, have an awesome day. I love you, Sarah. Love you too. Thanks again for being here. Your story matters, so you've got to learn how to live it courageously.